Hello and welcome to the Race FF podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia, and today, um, basically from the last episode where it was a recap, um, this is this was pretty much the uh, first and only race for 2021, and after that, it's really going to be a push in terms of figuring out what we can do to make the car more competitive in H4, and um, pretty much the two biggest takeaways that we have in terms of uh, possible um, competitiveness that, you know, the EG needs or can use uh, for the class that is currently running is um, really weight and power. So power-wise, I think without having to dig into the engine a little bit more and do like the porting that I didn't do. Um, it, it's going to be pretty hard to get more power out of it. I mean, within doing the catback exhaust and the AM cold air intake, um, we really only gained about four, three or four um, horsepower at, at peak and about... Um, like two foot pounds of torque. So, uh, not, not, you know, when you look at the graph, the area under the curb, um, it's gains all over the RPM range, which is great. But I mean, still like ideally the car should be closer to uh 120, uh, wheel horsepower, but you know, with 115, I, I think it's uh, good enough. Um, hopefully, um, but the biggest thing is that we have to get the car lighter and I just finished deinstalling the AC compressor and evaporator and whatnot and put it all on the low scale. I mean, it's not super accurate, but, um, it really only came out to 27 pounds. Yes, that's at the front of the engine and that's very helpful to get weight off of the nose of the car, but currently the car with me in it um, is at 2450 and we're allowed to run for Honda Challenge at 2250. And that kind of mirrors with the horsepower that I'm running, the same horsepower to weight ratio for TT6. And TT6 is constantly on my mind because... I have my fiance running TT6 in this last event. She, even though she didn't drive, um, that's something that, you know, I keep telling John from uh, 91 Octane, <laughs> like, you know, going into TT is not necessarily all about pace, but it's also about being heads up, giving point buys, being communicative and uh, being safe on track. And my fiance, who's on with me today, Say hello, Caroline. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, is uh, now officially signed off as a time trials driver. So yes. that's that's exciting. I will continue your legacy <laughs> in the battle of Debbie Sharp. <laughs> yes, it's, it's always about uh, beating Debbie. And I mean, as much as I love uh, fighting with Debbie, um, mainly because our paces are pretty close, Um She's gotten a lot faster, and it's going to be a lot of work, especially for you to go out there. And because, I mean, when I first went out to 
this most previous Honda Challenge event, um, the car handles completely differently. Mm-hmm. It's way more. Um, I don't. I don't know how to say it, but it, it feels stiffer. Um, but it feels like it pushes on the tires uh, laterally a lot harder than it used to. I think that also comes from the roll cage. Now that the chassis has basically been reinforced a thousand times over, all those little flex points are now gone. Yeah, and being that um, out of the entire, like the chassis hierarchy, which is uh, the coupe at the top, Mm -hmm. sedan, and then hatch, because... They all have that rear uh, B pillar bar or whatever. Yes. To add uh, structural rigidity, the EG does not have that, so it has a lot more flex. And with the roll cage that Eli did, shout out to Eli because, yeah, that cage is awesome. That and cage is awesome, and thank you for not putting a marble in the cage. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> so, yeah, those um, that that cage is. Uh, I mean, I, I love it. It's seen like. A, it gives me a lot more, um, I, I don't know, it's kind of like when you buy a car and you can see like more of that car out there. Like once you see a good cage, like the one that Eli has built, um, you start to notice other cages and go like, oh, I, I kind of don't like how they built this or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, like Eli said, he put a lot of love in it. So well, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, because if things go south it's like hi <laughs> we need to talk about your cage structure <laughs> I, I mean i i mean it, yeah but like the the cage is awesome and but i mean it it added weight and you mm-hmm. know um gutting the car we definitely took a lot of weight out of it because i weigh about 210 215 depending how like i'm fluctuating yeah um so the car with three quarters of a tank at 2450, it's really about like 22, um, I'm horrible at math, 2230 or 25, 2235 maybe, something like that. Um, just the car itself, which would be kind of like where we would want it to be at without like my fat ass in it, but, um, yeah, like, uh, it needs to lose weight. So, already we, we're chipping away by removing the AC system and knocking that out. But the next part is going to be definitely the more uh, labor-intensive, which is removing the heater core and um, the heater core and uh, whatever sound deadening is left behind the um uh, dash and i'm also going to be there's also a depowering the power steering that uh Mm -hmm. was recommending yeah so with the dash what i'm planning to do is just literally take a dremel to it and make it like a clamshell so that it's like literally the fascia of the of the dash is there and nothing else Mm -hmm. um and something that my buddy John was talking about was what he did to his race car, which was depowering it. So my, well, our RSI um, came with power steering. So the difference between the power steering and the non-power steering racks, uh, according to what my buddy John was saying, is that the power steering ones have a quicker ratio than the uh, non-power steering racks so it's ideal to keep the power steering racks but when you 
remove power steering off of that, it's like, damn, like now you don't have assisted power steering. And it for a car that you would daily, I probably wouldn't recommend that. But given that this is going to be like 99% race car mm -hmm. and like maybe 1% me uh, driving with a helmet on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the racetrack until we get our tow rig situated. Yeah, uh, that that's gonna be um, you know what what we're what we're gonna be um, what the car is gonna be living in. And once it gets to that point, I mean, I'm looking forward to that because that means that I can focus on getting the what right uh, spare tire set up so that I don't have to have like street tires and mm -hmm. then um, doing that. So that being said. Um, I think refined movement, uh, Robbie did like a dash actomy and he like weighed all the stuff. And I think he got like about 66 pounds out of the dash. Oh, okay. So given the 66 pounds plus another, um, uh, cause I, I, I don't think he had the, uh, actual heater core in the dash. So maybe that's like another 10 pounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was looking at the AC, con like the radiator looking thing, the condenser or whatever, mm -hmm. with the fan, with the metal shroud, and it only weighed 10 pounds. That's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. So maybe us doing our removal plus like whatever sound deadening um, is behind the dash. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that'll be like, if it was 66 for him, maybe... Maybe 70 if I do like the full dashectomy and like making it a clamshell and the, another 10 pounds for for uh, that. That's like 80 pounds plus that. So that's uh, maybe 120. One, realistically, if we could get a total from where it was to where it is now, like of 150 pounds, that's going to be, I think, about as good as I can get without starting to like get kind of crazy with it <laughs> getting much more specialized yeah because there's like certain things that i want to get rid of like in the rear of the car there's this like a uh, mount that's uh spot welded on for the rear seats and since those are never going back in um i think i'm just gonna figure out how to like um drill out the drill out the um spot welds and knock that thing out but yeah, it, it's going to be hard to get any more weight out of it from that because I don't even know what those sounds are. Probably our neighbor working on stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so apologies for the loud banging on the back. Don't worry. Our property value is still safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, like Bad Obsession Motorsports, what they did with their Mini Cooper. Uh-huh. Take a grinder to everything. If you cannot uh, like take out welds, just cut it off. Oh yeah, I mean their their stuff is like kind of crazy what they've done, yeah. and um I do remember talking to Bad Guys Cole and he told me that if you were to scrape the undercoating, and then just give it with a light protective coating afterwards so it doesn't rust, like you can find significant weight in there. And the other part that I know Eli probably doesn't like this part, but um. <sighs> Like, and it's something that you brought up when you were watching me out on the track. Obviously uh -huh. not talking about me going off or uh, yeah, spinning. The, yeah, uh, the minor heart attack that I had. <laughs> going like, I might have to cash out on life insurance. 
yeah that the that was not ideal um but the um um what was it the the one spin out and it looks like baxter is kind of annoyed already so he just walked away you could hear his little clippity clap yep so um that that one spin out uh also in the breaking zone um going into bus stop mm-hmm. was one of the ones where i, I went off so I'm kind of losing my train of thought. Where was it going again? Uh, we were talking about weight reduction. So weight reduction. Oh, so one of the things that Eli probably wouldn't like, but I think I'm going to, just just because of the weight mm-hmm. savings alone, is I think for the track, and this is something that I started to talk to my buddy Calvin, and uh, Calvin, if you don't follow him on Instagram and his YouTube channel, I mean, dude's doing amazing work really interesting uh content and he's doing a lot of the build series for the for the corolla for the rolla for the 24 hours of lemons that we're doing in the sonoma but yeah i'm gonna do a side exit exhaust and we're gonna do like a v-band uh quick disconnect because the muffler the oem muffler i weighed it and it's 25 pounds yeah that's an easy shed and i mean it is annoying to take a muffler off but if i could get that side exit i know eli's probably like here he's probably already talking about like no you're gonna heat up the tires and stuff like that but the viper um from what is it uh kevin burke's car yeah kevin burke's uh they have side exit exhaust and i don't think they overheat their um their uh rear tires because of that so hopefully hopefully if that uh happens that's another 25 pounds and that gets our 150 to 175 which is way closer to our weight goal mm-hmm. um but yeah that that's um that's kind of our our goal right now is uh to try and get as much weight out of the car but with doing that i mean the elephant in the room is that you know, I weigh 210, 215, and if I lose 25 pounds, that's 25 pounds closer to our uh, goal weight. And, yeah, I, I, I can already hear, like, Dylan uh, in the background. <laughs> uh, and a shout-out to Dylan. I mean, seeing him, like, just step up as a level. Uh, I mean, the guy's always wrenching, always working. And I'm I always take notes of what dylan's doing because yeah like he's a little ratchet but you know he's our ratchet (laughs) so yeah um that's gonna be kind of the plan moving forward and the next thing is definitely trying to lose a little bit of weight in terms of the wheels so the wheel situation is uh kind of interesting because we have the um we have the transport wheels and then we have the race wheels yeah and because I got the super lightweight uh, Coney's, uh, I think it's wide opens or something like that. Um, those weigh like 10 pounds each. Now, the wheels that I currently have on the race tires, I don't know how much they weigh. I, I could probably actually weigh them now because um, I, I, I finally got around to um, emptying out the EG from the race weekend. Yeah, it's, I, I've just not been motivated to, what is it, um, 
wrench on the car or even start taking things out because it's the garage is like a uh, one car tandem so or two car tandem so it makes it really hard with a cage to empty things out and carry them over and yeah so i i got i got enough motivation to get the stuff that i really wanted to get done uh this weekend and really like start turning some wrenches on the car and start trying to like get kind of back into the groove of you know getting the car prepped and the big thing that um i decided on was uh, the tire change so for honda challenge pretty much everybody's running a b18 and we're one of the few people that's running the d series the d16 c6 and our current front runner is running a d16 a6 in a crx and he's also running the 225 50 15s mm -hmm. but you know i feel like especially talking to the uh now i think it's chris uh, i i forget the guy's last name but the podcast that i did with him uh the f current uh honda challenge uh h2 national champ now I, I have to look it up now because <laughs> i would kick my butt for not knowing one of my previous guests but anyways so he um was telling me that going from the 225.50 to the 225.45 is like going from a force four seven to a four nine final drive and that to me kind of makes all kinds of sense given that we still have the stock final drive so i've decided to sell off the tires that i currently have to uh i think it's uh well um i'm sure i'll talk about it later i, I probably won't don't want to like uh blow this guy up yet um i'm sure he has some um, some interesting uh build stuff that he's going to be doing so i'll, I'll well, we'll we'll touch base with that one later, but the the gist of it is that I'm going to go staggered, and the goal is to be running 225, 45 fronts, and 205, 50 rears. Now, you would think that going from a 225 to a 205, you're going to save so much weight um, because the tire carcass is like, you know, 20 millimeters narrower but actually looking at the weight from a brand new one that i just bought uh 205 compared to a 225 that's kind of already well well worn in mm -hmm. like the condition that i'm planning to keep our tires at <laughs> yeah. um they they actually weighed the same which is 20 pounds i think uh brand new with like good meat on them they're probably like 22 24 pounds uh the two uh 25s so there's not going to be a huge savings on the tires, but the wheels, because I am using the Black Racing uh, Pro N1 wheels, which are like a old JDM Hot Boy wheel versus the Coney Wide Opens. I think they're like maybe 14 pounds each, which is like still pretty light, but the Koenigs are 10 pounds each. So you add that up, it's like four times four, that's 16 pounds. Mm hmm that's you know it, it's not a lot but it's again all of those things adding up exactly yeah and 
like going out on track with the race group it really opened up my eyes of how how sketchy the track is when it first goes out like i everything's cold everything is cold like there's no residual heat in that surface so that's where what was it your second day no first day first day first day the uh the passenger side rear was the one that was the slowest to warm up yeah um so going in i have like my braking zones kind of like memorized and obviously from the silver civic to the eg i have kind of like an idea of where i should be braking and this is something that i touched on with even carlos to make sure that i'm still like right where i should be and so far from what we were talking about uh i am and yeah like i went into the braking zone for the sweeper going 13 counterclockwise and i just touched those berms and i did a full 360 and i'm like wow like it really gives me an appreciation of how slippery the track is when you're the first group to go out because race groups they don't go to any like drivers meetings that was no you just hang out and then you go out for your warm-up and then qualifying and then so that's where when you were in tt it's like oh the race groups are going to warm up the track and dry it <laughs> they're, off they're going like, to clean it up they're yeah. going to clean it up clean up the track for us so now it's when you go out and then it's my turn to go it's like oh thank you for warming up the track for me honey yeah, because essentially, not only am I going to be warming up the track, You're but warming up the car, warming up the car, getting the tire tire styled in, and that's really something uh, I kind of wanted to touch on because you've driven the EG. I think in terms of the most comfortable track for you is probably Big Willow. Ironically, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's kind of by design what I wanted to like give you in terms of a car for Mm -hmm. um the track obviously i've always wanted to do h4 but you know if i did h4 with a b18 and tagra and was making like uh, the 140 or whatever it probably wouldn't qualify for um tt6 i mean it might be like the bottom end of tt5 almost yeah I'm not quite sure. I would have to run the numbers. Oh, and by the way, uh, former National Honda Challenge champ is uh, Chris Michaels. Um, so, yeah, I just looked it up on my phone. I had to add that in. You're such a dork. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, th- that was always the plan is to give you a high-grip car with uh, not a lot of power so that you can really be comfortable pushing it. Because if you're not comfortable to push it, it's it's going to be hard to to drive something with more power and i mean you've ridden with me while i was coaching you through uh big willow and definitely going into nine and into eight is uh, a commitment level where i think you could still gain mm-hmm. um and definitely in the braking zone for Turn one. Turn one. I break a little bit too early. Yeah, you're breaking. You're bleeding off way too much speed, and I mean, I I was doing the same thing because when we first went out there, your lap time and my lap time, we were like a second apart. Yeah, and now you're running. I think four seconds ahead of me now on average. Um. So, last event, I did a one forty four, and I think 
Your fastest lap, I think, is 152. We have to bring up the historical reference of the Instagrams. Of the Instagrams. (laughs) But yeah, I believe it's a 152 because we were trying to push you to get below um, the 150s, which I think you can easily do. And mind you, this is with like a stock Integra seat. So with me saying that the car drives completely different, being in a full containment seat, Mm-hmm. with the hybrid with everything it's a different level of like stability and I, I think it's just like the amount of sensory um how, how much uh sensory information you can pick up is a lot higher well yeah because it's like that big wheel event I was basically bracing myself using my Mm -hmm. forearms and sucking in my abs to make sure I don't go sliding sideways. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's so much to like release that like tension on your forearms to, you know, now be able to actually drive the freaking car and just put it where you need to do it. So. Yeah, the the goal is, given the current schedule that's uh, going on for um, NASA 2022, we have January at Button Willow, February at Willow Springs, March at Auto Club, April at Button Willow, May at Willow Springs, June at Auto Club, October back at um button willow raceway november at chuckwalla and december at willow springs to damn december i think this is the first time i've done a december event with nasa yeah because normally it's uh we usually wrap up in october and then it's the what is it like the season finale type thing in november mm-hmm. and then it's not na- well that's nationals and then it goes to thunder hill in december yeah, for 25 the hours. 25 hours. So out of this uh, schedule, um, just given how stressful the um, auto club event is on the single cams, because Carlos has told me how many times he's had like issues at auto club, and given that that's really a power track, it's not. It's cool to have like people come with you. Because it's a it's an amazing facility and it's a lovely track. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a good setup for our little car. Yeah, so I don't think... I think we're going to take a knee on those two events and just not uh, go for it. That in the January timeline, is, I, I think it's too aggressive for the changes that we need to make. Because starting um, January 1st, uh, 2022, fire suppression is required. So yes. no longer the... No longer the fire extinguisher. It is a full fire suppression system. And I, I completely agree with that because of how many fires I've seen lately uh, happen out on track cars and specifically like, you know, not necessarily in NASA, but I, I think there was one where I think it's Track Monsters had a fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's... You know, it's safety and, you know, it sucks because it's kind of expensive, but, you know, no matter how expensive it is, it's like still cheaper than getting skin grafts and going to... Anything is cheaper than getting medevaced out of a racetrack. (laughs) Exactly. So that's going to be 
one of the things that we need to get done mm-hmm. along with um getting the new front tires the rear tires i was able to find a great price on offer up so i jumped on that and um the other thing is that i'm going to be changing out our setup to follow with what um uh, chris michaels uh recommended which is um doing the 950 springs that i have 950 pound springs up in front mm-hmm. and then doing the 750s in the rear and then buying the asr rear sway bar for the rear and having it in the hardest setting now chris has been telling me to go with uh no front sway bar but you know like anything i need to make sure that the car is comfortable for not just me but for you Mm -hmm. and i think that it's going to require some testing um to see how the car handles without the front sway bar and if we can get that one off, I know the front sway bar is heavy. That's more weight. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I think that's kind of where um, I'm thinking of going. Um, but definitely, we need to do like more events with other organizations um, during that off time to get the car really dialed in and figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it might mean more toge to track events, possibly. Or other orgs that we've gone with. But yeah, it's like I feel I feel seat time is going to be very important. And just monkeying around and figuring out our settings. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like having a neutral car to start with. And then tweaking it here and there as our driving style evolves will also be very helpful. And not just like, oh, let's just, you know, make it, you know, more tail happy. And then, you know, bad things happen. So, lots of testing, lots of smaller events. Also, since Willow Springs is so close, like, we live, like, what, 45 minutes away? About 50 minutes, but yeah. yeah. like, if we were to just do one Togate Track event there where you cook out a handful of laps, I cook out a handful of laps, we figure it out, come back. That's still important data to have. Yeah, and I mean, it's all about seat time. So, for Auto Club, I'm even considering just, like, taking the Silver Civic out. Uh, so that we can do, we can be like a team and you can drive and I can drive. And then that way you get the seat time that you need for time trials and I'm able to instruct and maybe we can work something out so that we can minimize our costs for that event. Because I mean, I still want to go out there and still drive and you need the seat time as well, because it, it doesn't matter like you driving the silver civic or driving the eg we need we need to get you like up to speed and that's the only way that you're going to be able to get there yes even though auto yeah. club and i still have a minor yeah. score to settle yeah but you know seat time is seat time so i'll take it <laughs> yeah so with all of that setup and really the only things we need um to get the car kind of moving and uh, ready for next year is really the fire suppression system gutting the dash and removing the heater core and everything else uh related to that and what else um front tires and the rear sway bar from asr with the spherical links and i, I want to get the asr brace but uh, it's like so much money 
Well, there's also the side mount exhaust. That's something that's a little bit more attainable. Yeah, I mean, the side mount exhaust, that that can be easily done. I can just talk to Calvin to do, like, um, some sort of, like, V-band uh, setup so that it's uh, quick and easier to disconnect. I mean, no. It's still another to-do list item when we get to the track. <laughs> it, yeah, and, I mean, it's still going to be annoying, but... Yeah. Hey, wait's wait. Yeah, so. I mean, as much as weight as we can get out of the car so that we could just dump that into fuel mm-hmm. and make sure that the car is always running good air fuel ratios um yeah that's that's going to be tremendous to yeah. maintain our uh, reliability but since we're talking about seat time probably the best or the greatest amount of seat time is going to be in sonoma for the Corolla build that uh, Kelvin, Ziegler, and we're all going to be driving in. You and know, Jason, and like, I think Stephanie's still uh, in. I'm not sure. I need to see. But yeah, it. you're confirmed. You already paid. So, I know. Uh, it's just more like I'm thinking about like my inner five-year-old and just going like, oh, I'm going to like work my way up the racing ranks and I'm going to drive like Mustangs and Corvettes and like go into like... Yeah, Formula. why would you want to drive something that, that crappy? And like Formula 3 and then going into yeah, like that no. whole thing. No, what I'm you want like, is lightweight Corolla. And That's I'm just what you like, need. eBay purchased $500 special Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that that is still... Like, I still think that engine or that Corolla is completely underrated because of how light it is. For, yeah, exactly. For what it is and um as of now we finished uh pretty much gutting the interior i removed a dash uh last time i was out with uh my buddy kelvin um toyota's super annoying with putting so many fasteners where they could have put clips so that was like a minor nightmare to get rid of but we did um, align the car more or less. Like the alignment's still kind of like off because isn't it still slam town? No, uh, we raised it. Oh, okay. um, the front's a little low uh, from what where it should be. Mm-hmm. We probably need to raise it up a bit more. Um, but that's just like fine tuning uh, the ride height and the yeah. rake of the car. So, but you know those hundred and twenty dollar coilovers from. Uh, <laughs> From eBay, those max speeding rods, those oh are going to be freaking, those are cheaper than buying just like regular off the brand, uh, off the shelf uh, shocks. I'm so. thinking of like when we built the WRX and when we were building your Silver Civic and we're just like, how much coilover can we afford? And like we were budgeting and we were very careful. Mm-hmm. And I think I spent like probably three grand for the coilovers with WRX. It's like $150 eBay special. <laughs> Well, a hundred dollars if the guys from uh, oh from uh, from the stewards are listening. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it was a hundred dollars. But no, yeah, the, we we got them stupid cheap. Yeah. Kelvin uh, did lowball them, and yeah, like the the car's good. I mean, um, there's like some slight hesitation and whatnot, but we'll it, it's at least not gonna blow the sound. Uh, the sound uh, requirement because uh, we put the st- we're gonna put the stock muffler back on. We just tried it out without a stock muffler. Oh no! And yeah, that thing even does like it has to pop some bangs uh, tune onto it. But yeah, when I was working with Calvin on the car, um, 
we we decided to like look into how the car was running because it was running like a little bit off and it just needs a lot of gaskets like valve cover gasket with grommets because there was like oil into the spark plugs and the spark plugs were like because it's a 2000 roller right um yeah so i think it's like 97 to 2001 Corolla are all the same chassis? Yeah. I forget. So those seals and all those things are like well over 20 years old. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think um, like just the... Because they did have a brand new air filter in there. So we're like, okay, this is pretty good. Um, and yeah, there's like minor maintenance stuff that we need to get done on that car. But aside from that... It's just about the roll cage party, and I think, I don't know if we're still on for November 20th uh, to head over to Ziegler's cabin and weld in the cage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's going to be fun. That's uh, going to be a party. Yeah. I suspect many four-letter words flying around. <laughs> Knowing Ziegler, yes. Yeah, and he's going to be calling us idiots. And <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's like, what's this your idea anyway? Oh, man. But, yeah, um, that that car is going to be good. I think um, the good thing is we still have that Cobra seat that's running on there. And it, mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty, like, it seems to hold you in well. Um, I'm surprised at how, because Calvin ended up welding, um, taking the stock um, seat rails off. Mm-hmm the seat um and then welding on brackets and making that for the actual seat which sounds ghetto and janky but when i wiggled that one it has a lot less wiggle than like stock seat the my cobra seat in in mine like it doesn't wiggle as much like i wiggled that one and it's like shaking the freaking car Mm -hmm. and on my eg i'm that's another thing we're going to have to address is uh, we're going to have to put a seat brace onto the back. Oh, yeah. That was one of the things that uh, when we did the tech inspection, they're just like, yo, your seat got some wheels. Yeah. So that's something uh, Steve Stepanian um, said that he could help me out with. I think he has a nice seat brace. So I need to reach out to him and uh, get that. So that's minor stuff. But we also come up to... After getting the um, Corolla done, we talked about uh, how to make the car, the EG, a little bit nicer. And um, oh, the plan is to paint um, the inside, give it a, like a nice little light coat of uh, paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to paint the roll cage, what color? I kind of wanted to do like a bright like metallic purple, like something different. I mean, that would be dope. But we would actually have to tape up the entire interior, and that would be kind of a nightmare to... That's probably at least a weekend of prep. Yeah, and then, like, painting roll cages are is kind of a nightmare. I was actually thinking of doing... Like, I, lo- I would love to do a metallic purple or something like that, but realistically, I think we can get away with just uh, doing, like, red and just paintbrushing it on. Having like a kind of like an epoxy on there. Yeah, that too. Yeah, and then just painting the rest of the interior um, with like spray paint, um, like some a lighter epoxy or something um, on the inside, just so that it looks 
Yeah. A little bit nicer. We can also probably look into just getting like um like rolls of whatever dis uh, discontinued color of like body wrap. For the interior? No, not for the interior, for the exterior. Oh, um yeah, I mean so. we can we can get some like vinyl wrap uh for stuff like that. I mean the hardest part is really installing it and that's just kind of a pain in the ass because yeah. I don't have the skill set for it. No, nah, it's gonna be about a weekend of like I think we got it. Fuck Peel yeah. it off. Reapply. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean that but I mean that's like minor. There's like a couple other things that I wanna take care of before doing that. So yeah. Um we got the Corolla coming up soon, so that's the next project. And up until now, um, aside from gutting the dash and the heater core and everything else on the EG, that's pretty much all we have for next year. So if you could choose what track, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Big Willow. Mm-hmm. What what track would you really want to do your first event with the EG? Like a local track? Yeah. Probably Big Willow, just because that's my baseline track for that car. It was the mm-hmm. first track that I drove once we got the car initially situated. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was I think it was like the first or second event that we did with that car uh, when the AC belt came off. Oh, yeah. And it sounded like it freaking had rod knocks. And I was freaking out. And then that's when also we were figuring out the coil or the suspension settings. Because I'm mm. just like, because I always joke that we're two halves of one pretty solid driver because I have the sensitivity, but you have the seat time and more of the aggression. Mm-hmm. So probably Big Willow first. I would like to drive Button Willow. Just so that way it's less about speed and more about, like, the overall technical aspects of the car. Mm-hmm. One of my wish list items for next year, depending on how everything shakes out, is probably going back to Thunderhill. Mm-hmm. Um, once we get the tow rig situation, all that stuff handled. Mm-hmm. Because that track in the Miata was so much fun. Mm-hmm. There's... Parts of it is high speed, but also parts of it, I think the EG would just do really, really well. Yeah, it makes sense. So that is one thing. If I get invited to another private event out there, probably in August during the summer break with NASA, yeah. and we have the tow rig situation kind of ironed out by then, we can try doing that. Yeah, because I mean, the biggest issue is uh, getting out there and um, the, hopefully by next year, we are able to to do that and so far on the nasa schedule is june and then october so yeah. and then the june event is auto club so we're not going to that one with uh, the eg so yeah yeah um yeah we we also we also need to figure out seating because when i was out on track um where I like to sit, mm-hmm. like I felt like I was big toe driving the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to figure out an extension there. And I know that for you, where we got like for the clutch, the clutch pedal extension thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna be ordering another one for the brake pedal. Okay. And then f- trying to figure out how I can extend the same distance on the gas pedal so that they're all just kind of brought up a little bit more. Yeah, so they're all even, too. Yeah. 
And I mean, the the good thing about the EG is that at least for them, like the Hondas, they're all even. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, with the freaking um, Mustangs or whatever, where the pedals are like all freaking at different yeah. levels. Yeah, they're all staggered. Yeah, which is weird and whatever. But that's going to be the, the goal. And of course, to get you comfortable in the car, I... I think we still need to look into getting you one of those. Uh, I need a booster seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, pouring seat. Um, yeah, like the little back bolster cushion thing so I can sit a little bit more forward. I don't think it's really sitting about for, for you to sit forward, but um, it's that one that I think I showed you a while ago. It's that expanding foam like that the Formula One drivers do where it's like, that like baby seat booster thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's expensive, but we we should get that for you so that you can run in, put that in there, sit, because you you sit just a little bit lower from where the shoulder straps come in. Yeah. So I would want that to be kind of a little bit better for you, and then that way you're not like yeah I too think low getting. One of the things that we need to do, just because I'm so used to driving with, I guess, like, partial safety gear um, and not the whole shebang, Mm -hmm. is, like, once we get the seat oriented and more or less adjusted, then actually going in there with my helmet, the hybrid racing harness, gloves, suit, shoes, like, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And actually, like, practicing, like, oh, this is now your range of motion now that, you know, the Simpson racing harness is coming into play. Because I'm used to clocking my head, like, all the way to look through a corner. And that's the good thing about the Simpson uh, harness is that it allows really good articulation Mm -hmm. left and right. Um, I I have no experience with the Hans device because I just don't have any experience with that one. Yeah. Um, But I really like the hybrid one, and I think it, it should be perfectly fine. Yeah, that's my biggest concern is just, like, again, I'm so used to, like, bracing myself against the car so that way my torso stays in the seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I'll... something that you still do with the yeah. Miata because it's... you well, don't it's a stock car. Yeah, you don't, you don't have a lot of side bolstering in it. But, um... It really does change it. And I'm curious to see how you feel because you have that sensitivity that I don't have. Yeah. Uh, in terms of sensitivity, just for reference, like in the Miata, I can tell when the tire pressures are off by mm-hmm. one. There was one time I was going on the freeway. It was the one for Placerita. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh, that's weird. The driver's side rear feels a little bit loose for some reason. And it wasn't as big of a deal, but it was just kind of like, huh, that's interesting. And then got home, checked tire pressures. Uh, that was the one that was off by one PSI. <laughs> yeah. And that's so. something that I, I don't have. Like, I guess it's because all of my cars were shitty and I just learned how to drive around issues. So, yeah, that that's that's going to be the goals for next year and really working on that. I figure I'll start, I mean, I'm I'm really, like, after I get off of work, I, I'm really bad about trying to do workout things and whatnot, and we live on top of a giant hill with, like, a steep-ass grade, and I think if I just did two laps of that, even if I was just walking, that would increase, like, my 
heart rate enough to be like an okay workout or you can come to crossfit with me no i i I don't i don't the whole idea of like jump on this box go down up down up and i'm like man this is just too intense i'm just trying to like lose some weight i don't want to freaking be in this freaking like i don't know it just feels like it's way too intense for me so i don't know I, i like i like i've had issues in the past where i'm like I'm going to go swimming at the YMCA and, you know, just do that. And I go too hard and then I burn myself out. And yeah. it's like I end up with a sore back or something like that. And it, it needs to be. It needs to be a gradual buildup. Like you have to condition yeah. yourself to being able to increase your intensity and go harder mm-hmm. for longer durations. And that's one of the things that I'll be focusing on. Um, yeah, because you're still. Time. Yeah, you're still uh, pushing on your goals and whatnot so yeah uh my goal for between now and next march is to drop 20 pounds which is aggressive yeah that way one it's less resources that my body is using to carry around the extra rate uh weight because i've also been tracking my heart rate while we were out on track Mm -hmm. and my heart rate on average um, goes up to anywhere between 165 to 170. So we're at the very high end of the cardio intensity scale. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to make my body leaner and more efficient, then that means I can be, I can extend that energy for, you know, that yeah. longer duration and full racing gear at the heat of button willow, like that kind of thing. Yeah, that is something we're definitely going to have to look into and maybe even investing in the cool suit because, uh, yeah, I had that issue on that Sunday race where I just felt like I was too hot. And knowing it, it kind of felt good hearing that Carlos was having issues with it as well. Him being way more seasoned than I was. And yeah, it, it's it's definitely something that I need to like figure out. And I mean, that nightmare scenario that he brought up where you get a red flag and you're just sitting out there in the car kind of baking. Yeah. Sounds horrendous so the other thing too that is i'm foreshadowing here is for our next anniversary present from me to you (laughs) is so fun fact jaime is using my old suit that i bought way way long time ago it fits if it fits it it ships yeah um it was an off rack by um over willow springs but I would like to get you a newer suit that is more modern in terms of like the materials and stuff, but also in a lighter color. Yeah, I, um, I think in, this is something that I've uh, like was thinking about with uh, hoping, you know, with, with the money that we'll get from our tax returns for next year, we're planning to get a tow rig. But I was actually looking at uh, going to Stand 21 and getting one of their used uh mm-hmm suits and stand 21's uh product quality is super high and i think they sell them for like about 700 dollars. and yeah at that price range i mean uh, i would just go with like a used stand 21 suit just because it's gonna be overall way better uh quality and just the fit and finish is gonna be nice and obviously it's not 
tailor-made, but eh, whatever. That's I fine. Like, you can always ask for it to be adjusted and stuff. Yeah, so. but no, I mean, I'm just going to take whatever they have. <laughs> yeah, but I would like to get you a newer suit that's in a lighter color. Yeah, because the um, black is just, it, it really soaks you up. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be good for at least the first couple of events, uh, especially if we do uh, Big Willow. Because oh, yeah, it's where, super you cool. your, where you keep your suit on because you're freezing <laughs> your balls off. Yeah. Uh, and with that, guys, I mean, I think that's pretty much it for today. We're really focusing on what we're going to be doing for next year, trying to get the car more competitive. But, I mean, the honest reality is that the car's overweight, uh, underpowered, it doesn't have the arrow, and it doesn't have the final drive. And those are all, like, kind of big hindrances to being up on top. And, yeah, like, you know, you can outdrive it or whatever. But I, I, I think my goal is still going to be to push and try and make the car as good as it is with without adding all those things. And then once I add the final drive and then look into getting the arrow done um i i think the car will be will be a very competitive vehicle and i can still say that i have the fastest smog legal h4 car in socal because no one else has actually passes smog still with a cali cat so yeah all right well yeah i guess we're going to where's baxter I was hoping he would make a cameo with this tippy taps, but I guess he's like, no, I'm done. (laughs) No, I I think he he went back on the couch or something. Yeah, he's back on guard dog duty. Yeah. So with that, guys, um, I will see you next uh, Monday. Thank you.